joy and peace to all the people of the earth. Let's receive the word of God with Reverend Kiluba. Kiluba, may God bless you. Dear online listeners and dear listeners who follow us on your local radios of your respective cities, here we are, me with my team, ready for our appointment and we do this gladly on a weekly basis. I'd love to greet you in the name of the one who is preoccupied for your fulfilled life. I greet you in the name of our Father who is preoccupied about giving you a fulfilled life in the same way that Isaac, after being fulfilled, also fulfilled his son. You are going to be fulfilled satisfied and I, Isaac called his son and said to him make me a dish in the way that I love it and my soul may bless you after eating the dish of his son Jacob at night Jacob was a cook called Re Rebecca and when Isaac was fulfilled he also fulfilled his son God knows how to do for you much more than what you do for him Listen to me. Hey, he knows how to do for you much more than what you do for him. Isaac ate a dish of meat, I believe, with something else. But it was a delicious meal that was spiced. And he began to speak. It says, my son is like a field that the Lord has blessed. Listen to us. After he was satisfied, he ate and satisfied, he also satisfied Jacob. That is why I also greet you. I greet you in the name of the Father who is preoccupied by your satisfaction. And the Father became the cook of the cook. After Jacob cooked for him the delicious meal, the father also cooked for him. Give and it shall be given unto you. What did he say to his son? He said to his son, May God give you the wheat of the earth and the dew of heaven and the fat of the earth. Hallelujah and hallelujah. A dish that was going to fill the whole world through Egypt. The Father fulfilled his son. Our Father was in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. He knows how to fulfill you. I love that all those who are going to follow this teaching should cease to live a life of famine. It says, Lord, we want to stop living in famine. Our Father does not want you to be satisfied or to just be halfway filled. He wants you to be fulfilled. 
in the past I spoke to you about God who fulfill you with days but I'll speak to you about other things today follow me well he is preoccupied about the food that will fulfill you he is inviting his people and I invite you today Isaiah 55 verse 1 to 2 oh everyone who thirsts come hallelujah hallelujah Come to the waters. God knows how to feed you. He also knows how to quench your thirst. Even he who has no money, it is free. Come by and eat. Just come buy wine and milk without money. Without paying anything. God regrets that we are preoccupied about things that do not fulfill. Verse 2, why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Hallelujah and hallelujah. Why, why, why? Listen to me carefully and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a table of this cook who knows how to fulfill you, not only to fill your stomach, but also to please you as you eat. Today, I'm concerned about women who do not know how to cook. They just cook anyhow to fill the, the bellies of their husbands and children. I do not give quality food to their family. That is not the food that Jesus gives. God knows how to give you something that is delicious. But says your, your soul will delight in what is good and abundant. Listen in order to eat what fulfills. Do not make the mistake of Adam and Eve. This message is for you who are following me. It says, come and listen. Come and listen, and your soul is going to be filled with delicious food. Listen, listen, listen. I am thinking about the earth that does not have time to listen to the gospel. You will not have, you will not be able to eat that which is delicious and fulfilling. As Mary advised the people of Kenna, do whatsoever he tells you. Listen to him. And they enjoyed of the wine that Jesus made. It is God who is inviting his people. God is also regretting. Says, why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. God is regretting in seeing that the church in the world is not enjoying the best of food and God begins to work in order to do good to his church and his people you are his people I love this the Psalms that says we are his people and the flock of his pasture how can I help you all the pastures of the world visible and invisible they belong to him know that the Lord is God who created us we are his people and the flock of his pasture 
know it's church that you belong to him as a church and that you are his people i have spoken about the holy nation and the royal priesthood in the past and the same scripture speaks about god's own special possession but here it's speaking about his people and the flock of his pasture he knows he knows he has the means to satisfy you when you are not satisfied he can see that you are confused i want to help you today in bringing you closer to the heart of your heavenly father because when you're not fulfilled God is not glad in the fact that you're not fulfilled in Joel chapter 2 verse 26 you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never be put to shame Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God wants you to be fulfilled. And that is why I greeted you in the name of the Father, the shepherd of his flock, who wants to fulfill you and satisfy you that you may no longer be in confusion. Listen to what he's saying, George chapter 2. Verse 7. Why would they say among the nations, where is their God? When the Lord does great things for you, the, 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 the speech of the nations change. The Lord has done great things for us. I want you to know the God who fulfills my message today is entitled the cross and again the cross nothing but the cross Golgotha the cross nothing but the cross the cross nothing but the cross the cross way way to a satisfied view way to a satisfied view I want to read out my main scripture in Isaiah 53 verse 11 it pleased to God to break him and to offer him as a sacrifice for sin the cross way to a satisfied view Golgotha yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him has put him to grief when you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. I'm not stopping on the satisfaction of days. But what I'm focusing on today, it is your view. The cross knows how to supply in view for you. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Verse 11, he shall see the labor of his soul. Why are you working for that which, why are you spending your money for that which doesn't satisfy? He shall see the labor of his soul. God knows how to pay. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. He, he, he. 
because of the work of his soul, it pleased the Lord to bruise him. It was a work. The cross was a work of the soul. The soul was serving God. And Jesus says, my soul is sorrowful until death. Father, glorify your name. And God says, I have glorified it. I glorify it again. What was that work? The cross. The cross, a way. It is a way. He said, if a grain of wheat does not fall to the ground and die, it remains alone. But if it falls to the ground and die, it produces much fruit. Hallelujah and hallelujah. Pastor, men and women of God, listen to me. You are going to eat. Receive the table by the cross of Jesus. This is my main scripture. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Because of the work of his soul, he will satisfy his view. Jesus was going to satisfy his view. He was going to see things that satisfy. I will come back to this. He shall see the labor of his soul. When he was saying, my soul is sorrowful until death. He was working. He was working. I want to, I want to say that the first beneficiary of the satisfied view there are two who were satisfied by the work of the cruz. One of the thieves said to Jesus, Remember me when you come back in your reign. Both of them were crucified. What does Jesus propose to him? That is what I'm saying. The first beneficiary of the cross way to a satisfied view. The first beneficiary was a thief. The first beneficiary of this cross that satisfies the view was Jesus and the thief. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you, today, you shall be with me in paradise. Hallelujah. They were going to be in the garden of heavenly delight. What fulfills the view? They were the first to enter in this satisfied view. I'm thinking about the cross of Jesus. I am inviting, I am inviting the sinners of the world to a to a satisfied view if you turn away from your sins for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god just like this murderer who turned his back to sin and turned to eternal righteousness because jesus was going to justify many by the cross the first one who was justified of those that Isaiah spoke about in Isaiah 53. He will justify many. The first one of all these to be justified. The first believer to access the satisfied view, the best view, it is the thief at the cross. He said to him, assuredly, I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. The thief at the cross was going to see that which God sees. 
that which his ancestor Adam saw. Both Jesus and the thief at the cross, their views was going to satisfy, to be satisfied. Today you'll be with me in paradise. What is paradise? It is a place of delight. It's the Garden of Eden, a place where there are trees that are good to see and to eat. I'm speaking to stubborn sinners. This, the way of sin that you have taken, turn away from it, turn away from sin and turn to the cross of Jesus, the suffering of an innocent person. It, it pleased God to bruise him through suffering for us so that we could be satisfied by what is delightful, that which, that which is delicious, Jerusalem, the city of our feasts. Says today you will be with me in paradise. We don't have time, we're running. If you read in Revelation chapter 21, they are showing us the holy city that was coming down from God. What a brightness. Everything in the city was precious stones. It is a good view. That is why I've, I've spoken to you about the cross way to a satisfied view. Jesus was going to be satisfied in view after seeing horrible acts against himself. His soul was traumatized as the soul of Lord who was traumatized by the criminal acts of Sodom and Gomorrah. Jesus' soul was traumatized for you and me so that we could be satisfied in our view. What did the cross do for you? It is for you to see. We are almost halfway of 2023, almost in June. But I want you to begin to see, to see, and to see things that you have not been able to see. Things that are going to please you, that are going to make you glad. Hallelujah and hallelujah. Like, like Solomon. Solomon said, Oh, the things that my eyes desired, I did not deprive myself from them. He was fulfilled in his view. The first beneficiaries of the cross, it was, it was Jesus and the thief of the cross. When we go to Genesis when God created the Garden of Eden, Adam was satisfied in his view. God, after creating, he saw that everything that he had created was good. God was fulfilled in his view. God does not find pleasure to be fulfilled alone. There are people who find pleasure in being fulfilled alone. But God wants also you to be fulfilled by his most delicious dish. When God finishes to create his soul, his soul, that everything that he had created was good, very good. This is extraordinary. Imagine what could convince God that it was good. Can this convince you people of the earth, him who lives in infinity? what convinced him that it was good was not spiritual things it was physical things in Genesis God is fulfilled by things that are physical what Jesus proposed the thief at the cross were things that were spiritual in everlasting life 
But in Genesis, God saw physical things that were good. And after God saw that it was good, he also shared with Adam what he saw was good. That is why I believe that you too will see through this teaching that is taught on Tuesday and published on Wednesday. If you believe, you will see. If you don't believe, I believe on your behalf in the same way that God believed on behalf of Moses. Moses didn't believe in the bird and in the manna. Moses said to God, even if we would take all the fish of the earth, we wouldn't be able to feed these people. Moses didn't believe, but God believed on behalf of Moses for his people. Moses saw not by his faith, but he saw by the faith of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm not making you lazy. I want you to also see by my faith what the Apostle Peter did. He says, God and silver I don't have, but what I have, I give to you. And uh, let man sow healing by the faith of Peter. Pastor, stop blaming your sheep who don't believe. Believe for them, they'll believe after. Believe for them as God believed in place of Moses. And the people will believe later. I believe in what I'm telling you. And when you will see it, you will believe. And Adam is introduced in what God saw. So God, the Bible says God created a garden in Eden and he placed Adam in it where there were trees that were good to see and to eat. Hallelujah. I would love that God should plan for you things that are good to see and to eat. He knows how to do it. Your heavenly father knows. Jesus and the thief also went to paradise to enjoy the view of things that God was seeing where he had brought Adam. Here I'm speaking about things that we see in terms of quality. But I also want to speak about the quantity in terms of things that please the view. I want to go slowly. Jesus himself said, he says, I have a food to eat that you do not know. What was that food? says, you say, there is four months to the harvest. But lift up your eyes, lift up your eyes. And you will see that the harvest has, is already, the fields are already white. What was this that was going to fulfill the view of Jesus? It is the dish that he loves. I have to eat a food you do not know. And he continues to say, my food, it is to do the will of God. This is still vague. But what was he speaking about when he spoke about the fields that were already white, the, the food that Jesus loves, it is the multitude, hallelujah and hallelujah. It pleased God to bruise him by suffering. He will see. And Jesus, in this food of Samaria that was cooked by a woman, cooked for him the food he loves. The woman went to say, come and see, come and see the man who told me everything I saw. 
what was this food it was the revival of the masses of the city of samaria it was it was numbers it was multitudes I know that sometimes uh, pastors when you come to church and you see a few people it is not pleasing i know that sometimes as evangelists when you're going to a stadium that can hold 40,000, there's only 200 people he is going to make you sad the multitude the multitude please they make glad isaiah 9 you make you increase the people and you increase their joy why are you spending for that which does not satisfy you are working for your food your cars and your homes those things are good to see but they do not satisfy your soul i want you to go further I do not want you to remain only in that which is pleasing. I also want you to see the multitude. Jesus loves. Jesus loves. There is a dish that he loves that he's speaking about in John chapter 4. The food that was cooked by the Samaritan woman and the city came out to meet Jesus in the same way at the cross the thief alone went turned to Jesus but the city of Samaria turned in numbers to go and meet Jesus I'm speaking to you about the cross way to a satisfied view when he was alive Jesus entered Jerusalem he really loved this food there again the whole city not only did Jesus see that which is pleasing as we can see when he enters Jerusalem he was carried by donkeys the donkeys is the image of the best cars today there were, there were people who placed the clothes on his way the people were waving their palm branches and they sang Hosanna to the son of David there was a multitude the whole city was shaken this was the food of Jesus it is a food that the woman who eats this food does not want to share with her enemies. Jesus says it is not good for a prophet to die outside Jerusalem. The great prostitute that was in Jerusalem did not love to share the multitudes. But Jesus, I am going one step at a time, but Jesus, through the great prostitute Babylon out of Jerusalem, in order to eat this food called the multitude because the great prostitute is seated over everything that is precious you can read it in relations uh, 17 and 18 she's not only seated over that which is a pleasing and precious in the nations but she's also seated on the masses hallelujah and hallelujah and jesus knew that uh, he needed to throw out this prostitute out of Jerusalem so that the masses may come in the direction of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. 
Today I need men and women who are throwing Babylon out so that Jesus may eat the dish that he loves. I believe that the Samaritan woman participated in the work of throwing Babylon out of Samaria. And Samaria reigned to the king. And in Jerusalem, she was thrown out. Listen to the prayer of Jesus. It says, Father, glorify your name. Glorify your name. And the Father says, I have glorified it and I'll glorify it again. And what is God speaking about? God was speaking about evacuating Babylon through the prayer of Jesus. Our Father, He knows how to fulfill you, but there is a procedure that must be followed. First, you need to throw out, throw out, out, throw out, throw out Babylon, the great prostitute. And the voice was heard as a thunder, I have glorified it and I'll glorify it again. And God answers His Son. We can, by our knees, throw this woman out so that we may eat and eat with the king. And God promised his son that he was going to glorify his son again and throw this woman out again. And Jesus continues to say, when I shall be lifted up, he says, when I shall be lifted up, I will attract all men unto me. He needed to be lifted at Golgotha, the cross, to throw this woman out in order to attract not only people from Samaria, but all men to him. What have you done with the cross of Jesus? He worked so that we could see, so that he could see and we could see. Why are you wasting the cross of Jesus? It is there for you to see. The Bible speaks about how she seated over pearls, precious stones, everything that is precious. It is only the cross that can throw her out. But she's also seated on the masses. She is the one who throws the masses in the mud. But Jesus is the one who takes the masses into purity. We don't have time to read Revelation chapter 7. He says, I could see a crowd that could not be numbered. Look at how the scriptures follow them one after the other. God says, I've glorified it and I've glorified her name again. You, when you read Revelation chapter 7, you can see that God glorified Jesus by the entrance in Jerusalem. But in Revelation, we can see again, and says, I saw a, a crowd of, from every tongue, every tribe, a great multitude which could not be numbered. That was before the throne and before the Lamb. And Jerusalem was the first glory that was the woman who was thrown out of Jerusalem. But now when you read Revelations, you can see that Jesus is glorified again and is glorified not only in Jerusalem, but in all the nations. I want you to listen, dear listeners. The cross did its work, but now do your work. The cross 
threw out the great prostitute so that the view may be satisfied. God will satisfy your view. God had his trust in the cross and he, and he announced it to the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah said, who believed in our message, it pleased God to bruise him through suffering because of the work of his soul. Do also your work. The cross is the work that satisfies the view. The man of Golgotha is a great cook for himself and for you, church of the earth. Follow me well. He knows how to serve. He knows what his ancestors said. That by the cross, Jesus was going to be fulfilled. Fulfilled. And I saw a great multitude which no one could number of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues. I'd love that there should be a, an increase in number in your cities and nations. May you increase by the cross. She will not stop you from increasing. I want to release the spirit of the cross for the numerical increase so that your view may be satisfied as it was in Jerusalem. The Apostle Peter was satisfied in his view, hallelujah and hallelujah, because of uh, thanks be to the, the, the kitchen of the cross. And they ate that day of Pentecost. The whole city of Jerusalem ran to the upper room. It was the second glory or glorification of Jesus in Jerusalem, but this time without Jesus. May you, my brother and sister, begin to attract the masses to Jesus. Jerusalem reigned to the upper room. If the cross scattered the multitudes, Jesus says, you all will forsake me, but the Father will not forsake me. The Father of Jesus was the father of the multitudes. Let people forsake you. Don't let God forsake you. The cross scattered everyone. He says, all of you will leave me. I will remain alone, but my father will not forsake me. The only one who was with me, with Jesus in the end, was the thief of the cross. Pastor, you can be complaining, there's only five people in my church, but Jesus at the cross only had a thief, one thief. But afterwards, God added and added and added. I want God to help you to understand what the cross is. I love what the Apostle Paul says. The cross is a power for us who believe. May God help you to know that the cross is a power that generates numbers. And numbers is the food that Jesus is pleased in. May you access a satisfied view through prayer at Jesus. Father, glorify your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the voice was heard. I have glorified it and I have glorified it again. It was a voice of thunder. And Jesus said, what? Now is the hour of the judgment of the prince of this world. He will be thrown out. I need men and women who have a prayer that throws out the prince of this world. Throw him out. Throw him out of your city. Throw him out of your nations. Throw him out of your continent. Throw him out of your family. Throw him out of your business. Throw him out. Throw him out. By 
prayer like Jesus. The cross did its work. Do also your work through prayer like they did in the upper room. They did their work and they threw Babylon, the prostitute, out of Jerusalem. And the multitudes came. The multitudes ran to Jesus because the apostles did their work. Do your work. Jesus did his work because of the work of his soul. Work for that which satisfy. And the multitude ran to the upper room. May God help you to do your work. Jesus did his main work. And we will see multitudes in all the nations, the cities, by the blood of Jesus. He has the multitude. Hallelujah and hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for following. Let us spread faith all around the world through this teaching. And I want to run where the angels have tried.